the Unstuck Podcast, where we help you free your mind from what's holding you back. All right, everybody, we're so glad that you are a part of our very first show. This is our pilot, isn't it, babe? Woohoo! Yeah, welcome to the Unstuck Show. We encourage you to go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Unstuck Show. And so, man, oh man, we're so excited about launching this podcast. So many of you are new to the audience over the last couple of years. You're new to what Amber and I do, particularly uh, when our when it comes to our nonprofit work or what have you. But this is a very new kind of show for us, isn't it, babe? Yes. It's new because it's not necessarily about what we do in the other segment of our life, but this is really geared for relationships, marriage, leadership, career. It's helping you free your mind. As the intro said, which you did a phenomenal job on, by the way, that was the lady. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, so it's a fun podcast and we're going to talk about some real serious things that will not have necessarily maybe a biblical twist to them the way we do when it comes to church work, the things that we do at the table church. Uh, But it will be about practicality. Uh, naturally, some of our faith, or I say, hate to say some of our faith, but uh, our faith naturally bubbles over into our life because it's who we are. We don't separate those two things. But this is not a faith-based per se podcast. It is a real practical, hands-on. We're not talking about church growth alone. We're not talking about growing your nonprofit. We're actually talking about growing your mental health, Mm -hmm. growing your relationships, growing accountability, all those things that actually help you do your career, whatever that is, a lot better and get your mind unstuck from very bad, unhealthy thinking. So, Babe, what are we talking about on our first one? Because I'm super excited about this. Yes. So we are kicking it off um, on a discussion about boundaries. And our very first one, we chose to discuss marriage boundaries. Yeah. So marriage boundaries for us was a big thing because our marriage uh, fell apart about six or seven years ago. It keeps every year. I keep forgetting if it's six years ago, five years or seven. So more like five. five, Okay. See, for me, it feels longer than that. (laughs) I'm surprised it doesn't feel like 10 years to you, but nonetheless, yeah. So five, six years ago, marriage fell apart for us Mm -hmm. because I didn't have boundaries in my life. Um, And, you know, so we wanted to share some things and uh, from our marriage, mm-hmm. because that is our story, you know, and yes. our story will always bubble over. So, yeah. So on this show, we were going to share one area and then we've got two more to follow. So be sure to follow up and listen to those. But we just want to talk within our marriage about things that we invest in or investment boundaries. Um, and there's two pretty hard lines in there for us on that. Um, one of them is date nights. Yes. We are very fortunate to have family that's local um, to assist with child care. So we are aware this isn't something that everyone can maybe do the way that we do it. And it's not about doing it the way that we do it. It's no. about making time together a priority. That's right. Um, we run a nonprofit during the week. I work full time. Matt is a full time grad student. We have two children. I mean, the list goes on and on and it would we be homeschool. We homeschool. <laughs> um, it would be so easy to never intentionally spend time alone in this season of our life. So our night is Friday night. Um, I don't do coffee with the girls on Friday. If we do, it's literally like once a year. 
it's, it's rare that we schedule something separate on a Friday night. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we don't do appointments on Friday nights that are work appointments. Like if someone's needing advice, if someone's interested in our nonprofit, like that time is not work related. It's very sacred for us. And let mm-hmm. me say this real quick too, babe. I know that we're calling this investment boundaries. Why? Because these are boundaries you have to invest in to make sure these things are clicking on all cylinders. And I know that talking about a date night seems like, Matt, this is old content. We've heard this before. The issue is, is that we hear things that we don't apply. Mm -hmm. So the reason we're reiterating something so basic is because people are not doing it. How do we know this? Because we meet with these people and they do, they never have time for themselves as a couple. So babe, you talked about, we know at least 48 weeks a year, seriously, mm-hmm. we have a date night and ran, r- rarely do we say, Hey, does somebody want to come along on that date night? Now, oddly enough on Friday nights, the last two or three weeks, or maybe the last four weeks, two or three of those weeks, we've had people with us, mm-hmm. but that is a choice that we made based on where we are in our marriage. Yes. To begin with, it needs to be you and your spouse, significant other, whatever. So if you would, let's, I want to, I want to ask you a few questions here okay? because I think you're the best one to be answering these. Okay. I know what date night looks for me. I know how it feels, but we're going to talk about one here in just a moment about sex that is very huge for people. And I think it's going to be uh, very helpful. Okay. So babe, what do you do when your job runs you down on your cell phone? On my cell phone. Yes. Um, if, my we're a, job, if we're in a date night, right? If we are in a date night, so my husband, Matthew Wade here, everybody has his phone number. I do not give mine out. Um, That's true. So with that being said, if there's an emergency within our inner circle of people that we do life with and with our family, those people have my contact information. That's right. So Matt's phone is normally at home if we're if we're just going out to do something local, um, or he may leave it in the car. If we decide to go like downtown Nashville or something, he will leave it in the car when we get out to go eat dinner or whatever activity we've chosen to do. But that is a big one. Um, because it's just so easy. Even when you turn it upside down, it'll vibrate. It's a distraction. And then I feel obligated to say, it's okay, go ahead and check it. And then 20 minutes later. (laughs) Because it generally um, turns into a phone call or somebody's having a catastrophe emergency. Yes, that Uh, becomes our catastrophe. Right, for their poor Um, lack of planning or their own mess that they're in. You know, again, this is not... We're being very more blunt on this podcast than we would on normal episode. (laughs) When he does that, number one, I feel special and chosen and taken care of. And number two, I too will most likely respect that by not pulling my phone out, even though it's with us. Absolutely. If it rings and it's my mom, my mom would not call us unless it was an emergency. That's true. Um, She would send a text. So that would probably be the only thing I would answer. Um, on a Friday night. So I guess the takeaway here when it comes to that is whoever is going to be the least contacted person Mm -hmm. or the person that can say no to looking at Instagram, TikTok, whatever, that person needs to have the phone. The other person, leave it in the car. Yes. Just learn to detach and you won't have a nervous breakdown. It's amazing, isn't it, babe? It is. You have survived. I have survived. here. I've not had one nervous breakdown. Nope. In fact, it's contributed to my mental health. It's been it's very amazing. good. So yeah. let me ask you about this, because earlier we were talking about not everybody has access to childcare the way that you and I do. We are very, very blessed in that we have childcare, honestly, anytime we want it. 
But for the most part, every weekend, we know our kids are going to Nana's. Yes. That's just, and they're 20 minutes up the road, and it's just as safe as our house. So there's no concerns whatsoever. But babe, let me ask you a couple of questions about this. So what if I moved here and I have no family? What can I do to secure a date night if my children uh, are young and I'm just learning to trust people. Let's talk about that a moment because that's a reality even from, we've heard this from some of our friends. We yes. don't know anybody here. Yes, we have heard that. I, um, you will hear the suggestion you could offer with some friends that you have made to swap babysitting. If you enjoy other people's children, by all means, go ahead and do that. That is not my cup of tea. I would much rather um, have one date night a month and pay a sitter than swap every other week. Absolutely. Um, so that's, that's something you can navigate there with how you are able to handle things. The only other thing that I think, and we too practice this some nights during the week is to set a boundary for your kids to go to bed, um, and stick to that. Tell them like, no mom and dad are spending time together, whether it's watching a TV show paying your bills, whatever you need to do, but just be intentional, have a conversation, ask how the day was. Um, and when your kids do get up and come in the room, especially if you're starting this as a new practice, yeah. they will come in, they will interrupt, they won't understand, but you just keep reiterating, no, mom and dad need to spend time together too. This is how we keep a healthy marriage. Um, and it, it also teaches them that for when they get older, Absolutely. seeing you practice that. Well, I remember one time you shared a video, uh, or not a video, but a, you heard a story about this girl getting married and her mom and dad would always tell them, Hey, mom and dad are going to go away for a little bit to pay the bills. And the, the daughter thought literally her whole life that their mom and dad were so good about budgeting because they would go into the bedroom and pay the bills later on in the marriage video where the mom is saying, I'm so proud of you. She made reference of now make sure you and your husband always pay the bills often. And what she realized, oh my gosh, my mom and dad, instead of paying bills, they were having sex. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Maybe that's one of the things that you do. Come up with a a code mm -hmm. rather than saying, hey, mom and dad are in here, you know, doing our thing. Uh, come up with a code. Hey, we're paying the bills and we need private time for this mm -hmm. and set that boundary. Nellie's the world's worst for busting in our room. Busting. Begging me to tickle and laugh and cut up and tell her a story. Um, well, dad's trying to cut up and tickle and laugh too, but not in the same sense of Nelly, <laughs> Nelly wants me to. <laughs> but um, the point being is we have to sometimes just lock the door and say, listen, until the door is unlocked, this is a boundary. You have to stay in your room. So I understand childcare is an issue, right, babe? Mm -hmm. It's an issue, particularly if you don't have family here, particularly if you don't trust people. That is another one. So uh, recap real quick on the date nights. Talk about the three things we talked about, phone, boundaries, and uh, child care. Okay. Um, so make a date night intentional. Um, it doesn't have to look the same for everyone. Just make it intentional. And then when you make that time, put the phone away. Um, if you do have children, if you're worried about emergencies, whoever's least likely to be attracted to their phone more than their yes. spouse that night needs to take it with them. And then childcare, establish bedtime boundaries. And if you need to have dates at home on a weekly or however often basis until you 
establish friendships right. and relationships in the area, that's okay. It's about making time to choose to spend with your partner. Absolutely. So babe, the next part of the podcast is fun for any man to talk about. You know why? I've even got you some music cued, girl. We gonna talk about sex, girl. <laughs> you like that music? <laughs> that music turn you on, babe? I have no words. You have no words. Okay. Well, nonetheless, <laughs> you have come up with some phenomenal stuff to share uh, with our listeners today about yes. sex, particularly uh, initiating sex. So I want to ask you, you heard something from a podcast a while back. I don't remember the podcast show. I don't know if you I do. Either. It's okay. We can figure that out later. We can post it in the notes if we find it. Point being is there was a systematic approach to this that to me, to begin with, felt a little sterile. But if you wrap your mind around the possibilities of this, it really takes the pressure off. Talk to us about what it would be like to divide the week and be responsible for initiating. Yes. So to take the the pressure off of one partner feeling like they're always the one initiating sex, you divide the week. And when I say you divide the week, each person would have three days. So Matt could be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Amber could be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then... If we have sex on Sunday, it's a bonus. Yes. Um, by the way, it's and, always a bonus. <laughs> Be very clear. And what I mean by we each have three days. So Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, Matt's three days. That means he initiates sex either Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday based on how he's feeling. He's in grad school all day on Tuesday. So if he comes home mentally exhausted, not even wanting to, Mm-mm. you know, be a parent to our children because he's yeah. so tired when he gets home, then he does not have the pressure to initiate. If he's fired up on Monday for some reason, then he can start sending me flirty texts, just different things to let me know what's on his mind. And yeah. then I, on the receiving end of that, will know, okay, this is probably what he's thinking. Like tonight's probably his night. And then vice versa is my night. (laughs) (laughs) And then vice versa in the second half of the week. um, You know, if I have a crappy day or whatever's going on, I don't have that pressure every day. Like, oh, is he going to be expecting it? Like, you know, tonight. Yeah. Um, Or I'm so tired tonight or, oh, but tonight's girls night and I won't be until 10. Well, I have those three days to make my spouse and that connection a priority. That's correct. So, and then when I am feeling that or in the mood or I've chosen that day, um, you know, I might send you a picture or a little something, you you know, when I'm changing after my workout or, um, but I will let him know in that way. Um, and it really does work well. Um, and then, like I said, the, the seventh day, whatever day that is, you don't have to divide them like this is a bonus. Um, yeah, see, God rested on the seventh day. We don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't have to rest in that area if we don't want to. So, babe, let me give you an example. Let's say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are my days to initiate, right? But let's say one of those days you're having a really off day and you're like totally not in the mood. What do we do with that scenario? So in that scenario, you communicate that. And once you establish this as a routine and you make sex and connecting with your partner a priority, they'll be in tune with you and they will respect that because they know, um, they know that it's not about them. No, Um, you're not rejecting them. You truly are just tired. 
But if you have Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I cannot be so exhausted all three days that I don't make time for it. There we go. That's what I needed you to say, because the truth is that could become an excuse, particularly for a marriage in crisis, Mm -hmm. where sex is honest to God, a once a month privilege yeah. based on where they're at. You and know, in crisis that, that can be a lot of different things. So I, I don't, of course, this is definitely Matt and I are in a healthy place in our marriage. We also have a lot individually on our plates and together on our plate. And it's easy to go two weeks and not have sex because by the time you get in the bedroom or wherever, and the kids are quiet, it's 10 o'clock and your eyes or seeing no, your we're eyelids. Done. No, we're done. Both so, of us. It's not just one person. This is a way to share. Responsibility might not be the correct word, but to share that. Well, manage and make expectations. It a priority it's and manage, manage expectations. Yeah, yeah, that's very good. And then for me, one thing that works well for us is, you know, we've talked about date night in this episode and it works a lot better for both of us if we have sex before we go out. Oh, Yes. We, and this is a new discovery for us. Yes. And it's okay. Uh, you don't have to come home from your date and be all hot and bothered no. like the movies show you. It's, you know, we take our kids, the house is quiet and we're getting ready. And then the next thing you know, we're wearing it out. I yeah. shouldn't have said that. No, it's fine. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're getting ready. And the next thing you know, we're having sex and it's okay because by the time we do dinner, run some errands, whatever we decide Cleaned to do, up the house, clean whatever. up the house. Um, I mean, some nights we just watch Netflix, but yeah, yeah. I can tell you this and you probably know after 15 years of marriage, if you're going to initiate something with me, it does not need to be after I've laid in the bed, still in the dark for an hour watching television. No, it's true. Trust me. I have went to bed uh, frustrated many years, not nights, years, (laughs) because here's what I did. I was selfish trying to force my wife to want something um, past what she was available to give mentally and emotionally. And it was unfair because, by the way, it was not unfair just to her. It was unfair to me. I was doing myself a disservice because I could have had a phenomenal night or a phenomenal moment of sex with my wife had I just been mature enough to realize, do this before she's going into a coma. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? It's like, come on here. Let's just use some common sense. The truth is, babe, <laughs> that got her tickled, y'all. So the truth is, though, Turn that around. If I'm exhausted mm-hmm. and you try to bother me, what would I mean? Sex or no sex at, at, at this age? Oh, it works both ways. You want it's to go to bed. It's happened that way to people. Believe me. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's happened to her. She's been frustrated at least twice in 15 years. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, the point being is, we have found that sex before, um, sex before show. Let's just say that sex before show sex before show means before you go to a movie, before you go to dinner, whatever you're going to do, have sex before you go. And here's what I found out, babe. And I want you to speak into this, the connection that we have during our night. Oh my gosh. The rest of the evening is like two peas in a pod Mm -hmm. because the man's need has been satisfied for sex. Not that the woman doesn't have a need. So is mine. (laughs) No, of course. It's again, it's not just for the man, but my wife is gratified now. And so there's a connection. Talk about that connection for just a moment about what it does for the rest of the evening. Yeah, we're definitely more connected. 
after sex and the rest of the evening it is it, it we're just two peas in a pod as you said and um i'm not typically the touchy feely but i'm much more likely to put my hand on matt's leg or back or rub his back or something like that when we're out to dinner without him asking me to i don't mind doing that it's just not my dna my makeup typically right. to initiate always touching somebody correct um but i have noticed when we do that before date nights, I'm more into your love language, I Absolutely. Guess. Touch is my love language. Also, gift giving. So if anybody really likes to buy gifts, uh, you can always do that for me as well. But anyway, we are so thankful that you guys have been a part of our pilot show for the Unstuck podcast. So remember, follow us at Unstuck Show on Instagram, at Unstuck Show. If you don't mind, would you go ahead and go to iTunes Give us a five-star rating, share some feedback, share this podcast on your socials, take a screenshot, share it on your social stories. We would be so grateful for that. So again, thank you so much for being here today, babe. You're phenomenal at this. You're so good at this, babe. So thank you so much for the great content. We hope that we've helped free your mind today, getting you unstuck in your relationships. And uh, we look forward to dropping another show next Tuesday. So be looking for that. We'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes and share this show on your socials. We look forward to being with you again next week.